All right, guys, welcome to Steel Toes and Scoreboards. I am your host, Jared Atkins. Absent is my co-host, uh, Kirk Kelly. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Um, we are here to cover our second episode, uh, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. And before we get into that, uh, I'm going to uh, cover why I am doing a solo podcast today, why I am without my co-host, Kirk Kelly. Um, we were originally supposed to do this episode on Friday morning. It is Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. It is about 1130 in the morning. Uh, we we're Kurt had something come up on Friday. We decided to reschedule for today, and wouldn't you know it, real life happens uh kurt is no not gonna be with us again today uh i don't know what's going on there um he's got some stuff coming up you know just it 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 kind of sucks because i was really looking forward to it's hard for me only doing this a couple times to try to run one of these without a co-host but you know i put it out there that we're doing this uh there's a few handfuls of people looking forward to content, so I just got to roll on. So I'm going to try to run this by myself without a co-host to talk to and bounce ideas off of and all that good stuff. So, you know, um, before I jump into today's episode, though, I want to talk a little bit about the feedback that we've gotten from the first two episodes. Uh, we're still listed on Podbean. That is our host. Um, the feed is also still up on transistor for another month or two. Uh, so <clears throat> across transistor and which was our old host for about two days across Podbean, which is our host now, uh, across Spotify and stitcher and uh, a couple other places. Um, we're not listed yet on Google podcasts or Apple podcasts slash iTunes, that's still pending approval. Uh, same with Pandora and iHeartRadio. They're still pending approval. Um, but we're across a few different facets here. Um, we've got almost 100-something downloads, a little more in a week. So I'm impressed. Um, not gotten any negative feedback. We've got a, a few likes on our uh, Steel Toys and Scoreboards uh, Facebook page and our Twitter account. So, um, as far as actual feedback, uh, there's only been a few people that's reached out. Uh, the biggest thing was, uh, they liked the content. Um, a couple of them said the two hour episode was a little too long and that's, that's more so on me. The episode was supposed to be about, uh, we wanted to start our, our podcast off with a bang. So, what bigger bang in sports the last handful of years than the rise and the dominance of the Golden State Warriors, which took the basketball world by storm. The episode was supposed to be about the 73-9 and season. It ended up becoming more of a, a brief history of the Warriors. Um, but I don't, I don't regret anything on the episode. It, it was great. There was a lot of research that went involved. Um... But other than that, nobody has really said it sucked. So we're going to keep rolling. Um, just today, it's going to be rolling solo here. Um, so Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Um, 
I'm going to do my best to try to get through this. I really had, was really hoping to have Kurt here with me, uh, to have somebody to feedback off of and, uh, interact with, um, that, by the way, that was an, another thing that people had said. They, they could hear Kurt in our premiere episode where we talked about the podcast, but when we got into our first actual episode, they had trouble hearing Kurt. That was a little bit of nerves on Kurt in. Plus, uh, I didn't have his mic volume up all the way. He was a little bit too far. So we had made adjustments with our equipment and the way we had done some things. Um, that's what we were going to adjust. Um, cause if you were in a low volume setting or if you were in the car or whatnot, you could hear him fine. But we ran it back on Tuesday afternoon in the factory, just listening to it again when I was over there helping him in his department and, you could hear me. It literally sounded like in that loud environment, like I was just talking to myself. So, uh, we've made some changes. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through this myself. I don't know how long this episode's going to be today. I don't know how I'm going to approach it. I'm just going to do everything on a whim and a prayer and we're just buckle up, you know, strap in, ride with me. And we're just going to fucking do it. We're just going to wing it. And, uh, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Legend versus legend. Football God against football God, man. It's a debate. It's a rivalry that has been debated and talked about for two decades now. And we're, I'm going to attempt to break it down a little bit. Now, if you look at this on paper, TB12 appears to have the upper hand as far as stats and championships go. You know, he's still actively playing. I mean, he just... <laughs> The son of a bitch, love him or hate him, you have to respect him. He just won another Super Bowl. Uh, he's got, and he's still active. And to me, Tom Brady's got nothing to prove. I hate his guts. I hate his guts. That's spoken as a true, to this day, Indianapolis Colts fan. I was a Colts fan before we had Peyton Manning. I was young enough to remember. Jim Harbaugh playing quarterback. I was young enough to remember Jeff George playing quarterback. When Peyton left Indy in 2012, half the fan base left Indianapolis with him and went to Denver. I stuck around. I mean, this is my team. This is where I took up roots as a young child. This is, you know... I didn't really know a whole lot about football. You know, I think in the 90s growing up, every kid was a Cowboys fan. But, you know, it's just the same as every kid was a Bulls fan. But at the end of the day, my team was always the color. It was my local team, you know, so that's who I pulled for. But, you know, like I said, love him or hate him, you got to respect him. He's still actively playing in the league. And he's got nothing to prove. In my mind, he has nothing more to prove he's beaten Peyton in a lot of ways. He's beaten Montana. He's beaten Bradshaw. He's beaten Staubach, Aikman, you know, Young, Favre. I mean, he's beat them all. What's he got to prove? Why is he still playing? I mean, I know as a competitor, it's hard for you to get out of that competitive nature but he's 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 still playing. So he's still playing despite nothing to prove. Peyton rode off into the sunset after the Super Bowl 50 win, which that season, that 2015 season 
with Denver. Um, let's be honest, Peyton. Uh, Peyton wasn't playing like Peyton, the guy that two years before blew the league's ass out, throwing what? What did he throw for? Fifty-seven hundred yards or something like that, and he threw fifty-five touchdowns. You know, that guy wasn't the guy you got two years later. You know, they if you remember, and uh, we might cover this later, I don't know. I've got only a handful of notes here, and I'm going to try to run this myself without my co-host. Uh, Peyton got benched halfway for that season for the six foot eight Brock Osweiler, if everybody remembers. And then Osweiler started to falter a little bit towards they got towards the end of the season in the playoffs. They put Peyton back in, and Peyton did a serviceable job. But let's call a spade a spade. The 2015 championship that gave Peyton his ring, that was the Denver Broncos defense. Um, I've watched a lot of football over the years. You think about memorable defenses. You think the 2013 Seahawks. You think the 86 Bears, the 02 Bucks, the 2000 Ravens and that linebacking core. To me, I have never in my life seen a defense like what I seen with the 2015 Denver Broncos. I don't have any stats on that defense right now because it wasn't really part of this episode, so you're just going to have to Google it. All I know is uh, all 16 games that season, there wasn't a team in the league happy about having Denver on their schedule. That was the most lights-out defense I've ever seen. That defense is what got Peyton the ring. But Peyton's the game manager. He's the Hall of Famer. He's the legend. He got his other ring. He rode off into the sunset. At the end of the day, do stats and championships make you better than the other guy? That's or that's the dumbest thing I could have ever said. At the end of the day, do rings make you better than the other guy? That's 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 been a debate in across all sports, not just the big four here in America. That's been the debate across all sports. Do championships make you the better player? Do stats make you the better player? I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, some will argue yes. Some will argue. Some will argue the other things, the X factors, the intangibles. Uh, you know, then it's up for debate. But I want to start off here. I want to read you a few stats, postseason and regular season stats. I want to start off by reading you Peyton's career stats. He's retired, obviously. So Peyton played 286 games in the league. With a 186 to 79 win loss record, he was 61 25 for 9380 for a 65.3% completion percentage. Very good. 71,940 career passing yards, 539 touchdowns to go with 251 interceptions. He hit more than he missed. QB rating of 96.5, a winning percentage of .702. He had 56 game winning drives. Not a bad day at the office. I want to read you now Tom Brady's career stats. Now, as far as I know, and I've and I was across a whole bunch of different websites, as far as I know, this is 100% accurate and up to date going back to last year's 2020 COVID season. Tom Brady, 301 games played with a 230 to 69 win-loss record. 6778 of 10598 for a 64% completion percentage. 
Tom Brady, 79-204 passing yards. Almost 80,000 career passing yards. It's ridiculous. He's got 581 touchdowns to go with 191 interceptions. He's got a QB rating of 97.3%. He's got a winning percentage of seven of 0.769. 57 game-winning drives. Once again, Hall of Fame numbers. Potentially GOAT numbers. Not a bad day at the office. Postseason. Peyton Manning. 27 postseason games played with a 14 to 13 win loss record. Ouch. That's not going to help your argument a lot. Peyton's basically just, you know, one better than 500 in the postseason. That hurts. He was 649 for 1,027 with a 63.2% completion percentage in the postseason. He threw for 7,339 passing yards, 40 touchdowns to go with 25 interceptions, and a QB rating of 87.4%. That's Peyton's postseason. Tom Brady's career playoff stats. 45 games played with a 34-11 win-loss record. That is GOAT status there, and I hate to say it. Tom Brady was 1106 for 1704 with a 62.7% completion percentage. Tom Brady has thrown for 12,449 passing yards in the postseason, 84 touchdowns to go with 38 interceptions, and a QB rating of 90.4%. So he beat Peyton by 3% right there on the QB rating. That's not a lot, but when you look at how much the postseason matters and how much these numbers matters, a 3% increase is a significant amount. To me, it is. Now, an interesting fact I found out, um, nobody likes ties in any sport. Everybody likes to see a clear and proven winner. The interesting thing I found out, to the best of my knowledge, and I, and I want you guys to understand, everything I tell you and read to you or speak to you about is all bit to the best of my knowledge or Kurt's knowledge or whatever. That's what we found online through our research. If something isn't right, we don't know about it, then we apologize. We've made a mistake. But to our not to the best of our knowledge, everything, every bit of information is correct. So to that being said, no quarterback ever had a tie in their career these guys were proven winners when they stepped onto the field you knew someone was going to finish the game and win there was going to be none of that tie bullshit it was going to be a clear-cut proven winner now what i'd like to give you is some awards and postseason outlooks and etc type stuff here peyton manning had four super bowl appearances 2007, 2010, 2014, and 2016. This was for the 2006 and 2009 Indianapolis Colts and the 2013 and 2015 Denver Broncos. He had two Super Bowl wins for the 2006 Colts and the 2015 Denver Broncos. So Peyton was 500 in the Super Bowl, uh, two and two. You know, whatever. He had uh, one Super Bowl MVP, the 2006 Colts. I don't think anybody was going to argue that he didn't deserve that. There, there were. I don't necessarily say Super Bowl MVP, 
But that whole postseason run in Indianapolis, that, a lot of that was the defense. Because if you guys remember, and we might get into this later, I don't know, we had the 31st or 32nd ranked run defense in the National Football League in the 2006 season. We were atrocious against the run. And one of the most memorable plays, and this is what I love about sports, certain plays and certain moments stick with you. One of the my favorite moment, and it won't go down as a top 10 moment in sports history, but it'll go down as a top 10 moment for me. When we draw uh, Herm Edwards' Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round, in the, in the first round, and you've got arguably one of the top three or four backs in the league the last fully, the last handful of years with Larry Johnson. So you know, like, oh, great, we've got the worst-ranked run defense in the league. We're going to get just completely mowed the fuck over. And the first play from scrimmage, they hand off to Larry, and we stop him behind the line for like a five-yard loss. But anyways, uh, so Peyton gets the Super Bowl MVP in 2006. Peyton made it to 14 Pro Bowls. He was a seven-time first-team All-Pro, a three-time second-team All-Pro. He was a five-time league MVP. He had a he was a one-time comeback player of the year. And then Peyton made 15 playoff appearances. 99 and 2000, the Colts missed the playoffs in 01. And then they made the playoffs every year from 2003 through 2010. And then he made the postseason every year in Denver, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. Not a bad day at the office. Tom Brady, 10 Super Bowl appearances. 2002, 2004, 2005, 2008, Tom Brady, five Super Bowl MVPs. The 01-03, 2014-2016 New England Patriots, and the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 14 Pro Bowl selections. Three-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro twice, three-time league MVP, one-time comeback player of the year, 18 postseason appearances. 2001 2003 through 2007, and 2009 through 2020, all with the New England Patriots except for the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, here you've got two legendary Hall of Fame resumes just sitting there staring you in the face. And unfortunately, on paper... At the end of the day, it looks like Tom Brady is the better quarterback and the better option. But, and I'm saying this as a Colts fan, but I'm also saying this with respect to both players. I still think the argument can be made for Peyton. Now, <clears throat> head-to-head, 
Um, hang on, my notes are not loading here. Oops. Technical difficulties. Okay. Head-to-head, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning played each other 17 times. <clears throat> Brady holds the win record with 11. Peyton won six. Now, head-to-head in the postseason, they met head-to-head in the postseason five times. Peyton's got three wins to Tom's two. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, and I love this. They've met each other four times, four times in AFC championship games. Peyton holds the edge there three to one. So, you know, they play each other in the regular season. Tom usually seems to get the edge there, but then when they go in the playoffs, Peyton seems to be a little bit better at him, which the argument was always before Peyton won the Super Bowl was that Peyton was the greatest quarterback you've ever seen in the regular season, and then postseason contention comes up, and uh, Peyton sucks. So, And you all know, uh, you know, the 2006 AFC Championship game. Uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> I was, you know, we take the lead, which if I remember right, I think Joseph Adai runs it in. Joseph scores. That that gives us, what, 38 to 34 with however much le- time left. Tom's taking the field. Okay, now they got to drive the ball. I'm pretty sure – was it either on the 20-yard line or it might have been a little further back? So they've got to drive the field with – I don't remember how much time left. I know it had to be under two minutes. And they show Peyton multiple times sitting on the sideline. And if you remember, Peyton's not even looking, watching the field. Like, his head is hanging down. Like, you just have to believe that you, – you just have to believe that Peyton, Peyton is sitting there and he's praying like, God, come on, just does the guy really need a fourth ring? Like, you know, just, you know, let me have one. I, I don't know. Uh, and Tom's driving the field and they're getting some good execution. If I, if I remember right. And then I'm just thinking, I, I'll never forget this. Like I'm, I'm 19 years old. So, you know, just sitting there on a, Sunday evening, chilling, watching the game. Uh, my friend Adam was over there with me. And I look at Adam, and he's he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't watch this, man. I can't watch this. And, you know, because you're hearing, you know, completed uh, Wes Welker or, or whoever it was at the time. It wasn't, wasn't Wes Welker. Who the hell was it? Might have been Stallworth. Was Dante Stallworth still playing for them then? I don't remember. Anyways, completion, completion whatever and then tom drops back launches one marlon jackson intercepts it and I hear, you can hear bob lamy the voice of the cult god i miss bob lamy intercepted marlon's got it marlon's got it we're going to the super bowl marlon's got it and i look up and there's marlon just laying on his back about midfield raising his you know his pointer finger up in the air and you see peyton just jump and he's like ecstatic and he's happy. And I, God, I was screaming all throughout my house. Uh, never forget that. Bob Lamey, the voice of the Colts. 
Intercepted. Marlins got it. Marlins got it. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. God, I got goosebumps. I literally, you guys could see me. I literally have goosebumps crawling up my arm right now. Like, I'll, I'll never forget that. Now, something I might do here is break down some of the uh, some of the head-to-head games between the two, which they've played each other 17 times. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to break down all 17 games. I think I'm going to break down the ones that uh, really showed something or ones that I have a good memory of. And the uh, what I found interesting was the first time they ever played head-to-head was Tom Brady's first start. This would have been in uh, 2001. This was back before the divisional realignments took place again back in 02, which would have been when the Houston Texans was coming into the league. This was when they realigned everything. So that one lone season in 2001, uh, Brady and Manning both played in the same division. And how crazy, think about this, and this is where I wish I had my fucking co-host here so I could have somebody to play back and forth off of instead of me just talking to you guys. Think about how different, how, think, seriously, how different things would have been throughout the 15 years against these guys if Manning and Brady were in the same division year after year. Because think about this run. Aside from a, I mean, aside from a year or two here where there was an outlier season and the Tennessee Titans won the division, which I think would, might, probably would have been their 08 season, and a season or two with the uh, Jag, or the Houston Texans, the AFC South was dominated by Peyton and the Colts. Just like the AFC East was dominated by Brady and the Patriots. How different would things have looked in the NFL and over history if these two were facing each other twice a year and you know one's winning the division, one's getting a wild card bid, so you know at that point they're going to shape up in the playoffs a lot more. How different would things have been? How many more awesome games would we have seen and witnessed from these two Hall of Famers going at each other head-to-head twice a season and then a third time in the postseason because you know what would happen. But anyways, the first time these guys met head-to-head was Tom Brady's first start. You know, you got to think in mind, you know, Peyton's drafted number one overall in 98. Can you imagine... And I'm so glad, Dad. Can you imagine if the Colts would have ended up taking Ryan Leaf? How different, how different things would have been with Ryan Leaf going to Indianapolis, and then that would have automatically put Peyton in San Diego. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Brady's drafted 199th overall, sixth round, 2000 draft. Brady's sitting behind Drew Bledsoe, which, like I said, will be an episode to come one day of. What if Drew Bledsoe never gets hurt? Do we still have Tom Brady? I think you do. I don't think it's in the way you do now, but I think you still have Tom Brady. But anyways, Brady and Manny played each other for the very first time in Brady's first career start 
which was on September 30th, 2001, week three. That game saw New England blow Indianapolis out 44-13. to The first game in the start of a rivalry, uh, Tom Brady's team got the win, but let's not – Let's be. I want you to be clear about something. Tom Brady had nothing to do with his team getting this this win in his first start against Peyton. This was more or less Tom just being a game manager because Bledsoe goes down in week two. Uh, that game, I, I'm going to read you the stats. I have these for that game. There, uh, Brady was 13 of 23 for 168 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 79.6 percent passer rating but it was that defense and uh that's what won them the game because they shut indianapolis down peyton was 20 for 34 with 196 yards one touchdown three ints and a 48.2 percent passer rating so here you got the start of the rivalry and everybody's talking about it and you know or, well, nobody's talking about it, but down the road years later they will. Don't get it twisted. It wasn't like Tom set out there lighting the field on fire right off the bat. It was the it was the bad play of Peyton and the good play of New England's defense, which started that rivalry. Now, they met again uh, four, three or four or five weeks later on October 21st of 2001. Uh, New England beat Indianapolis again. They beat him 38-17. to Wasn't exactly a blowout, but it wasn't close either. Brady was horrible in that game as well. Uh, it was the same as Ford. It was, it was another defensive showdown. Peyton Manning still had 335 yards on the day. Uh, the stats for that game, Tom Brady was 16-20 of 20 for 202 yards and three touchdowns. 148.3% passer rating. Tom looked good. Tom looked real good. Unfortunately, his defense, I think, in that game looked better. Peyton was 22-34 for 335 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, and 106.9% passer rating. So here in the span of about a month into the season, you've had these two future Hall of Famers going head-to-head already in the lone season that they're going to be division rivals. Um... So, you know, take that what you will. Tom did look good in that game. I think the defense looked better, shutting Peyton down. Uh, I mean, he only found the end zone one time that game. Tom found it three times. So, they don't face each other again for about a year or two years. The next time they play is November 30th, 2003. They play in Indianapolis, week 13. This one's a this one's a nail-biter. Patriots win 38-34. So Peyton's already 0-3 against Tom Brady here. Uh, that game, best I can remember, I think New England jumped out to like a 10-0 lead, maybe a 17-0 lead. I didn't research that. I probably should have. Uh Manning fumbled, I think, once or twice in that game. Once in the first quarter, uh, Mike Ver- Mike Vrabel, oh, Mike Vrabel, uh, is he still the head coach for the Titans? I love Mike Vrabel. 
He could great linebacker. I I used to love when New England would put him in as a tight end because uh, I love seeing a guy wearing number fifty catch a tight catch a touchdown, which I don't. Anyways, whatever. But anyways, that game, uh, that game, the stats there. So this is their third meeting, November 30th, 2003, week 13. Tom Brady was 26 of 35 for 236 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and an 87.3% passer rating. Peyton, on the other hand, looked really good. Unfortunately, uh, he, he led him back. Uh, unfortunately, they just fell short. Peyton was 29 for 48, 278 yards, four touchdowns in that game. One interception, 95.7% passer rating. And then came this one. You know what? I'm, I'm already going through all these. I've, I have these uh, wrote down. So, you know what? We're, we're going to go through uh, all their head-to-heads, I think. You know what? Just I got time to fill, so... I'm doing this without my co-host, so I've got to fill time somehow. So we're just going to go th- go ahead and run through these head-to-head. So their fourth meeting <clears throat> was the 2003 AFC Championship game. January 18th, 2004, New England beats them 24-14. to uh, My notes here say Peyton threw four interceptions that game uh while tom on the other hand had six or seven scoring drives so the stats for that game brady was 22 of 37 for 237 yards one touchdown one interception 76.1 percent passer rating so tom himself only threw one touchdown uh, i should have looked and see if he had any rushing touchdowns that game but i didn't but i mean he they put him in position with six scoring drives so that's what my notes say peyton on the other hand was just terrible just terrible dismal just uh peyton manning for the 2003 afc championship game peyton manning 23 of 47 237 yards one touchdown Four interceptions, a 35.5% passer rating. Just atrocious. I remember that game. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Oh, oh, three, oh, four. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. That game broke my heart. That was no fun at all. Going back to school after the weekend. Uh, and we're all... You know, we're talking about sports and just that, that broke my heart. That 2003 Colts team, you know, anyways, to be featured on an episode one day of the missing ring section, shout out, uh, America's game on the NFL network, the 2003 and 2004 Indianapolis Colts, the missing ring section. Um, so then the NFL decides to get cute. They realize here to now, I think this is when you start to finally realize that you've got a little bit of a, a rivalry here. So week one of the 2004 season, September 9th, 
they decide to put New England and Indianapolis head-to-head. They're Patriots defending Super Bowl champions. Brady outduels him, hands down. There's no way, there's there's no other way to say it. Uh, Tom just outplays him a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady finished 26 of 38 for 335 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 111.2% passer rating. Peyton Manning, 16 of 29, 256 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 93.5% passer rating. Uh, Tom Brady completed almost 70% of his passes that day. Uh, and... The Patriots win the game 27 to 24. So then this one broke my heart even more. This one, a year later, I'm a junior in high school, the 2004 AFC divisional round. This is where they shut them down, they hold them to just a field goal. Uh, January 16th, of 2005, New England 20, Indianapolis 3. Uh, Pretty sure this was another game in Foxborough, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It was, uh, yeah, I mean, go ahead and read it. Uh, Tom Brady, 18 of 27 for 144 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, 92.2% passer rating. Peyton Manning, 27 of 42 for 238 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and a 69.3% passer rating. So... At this point, keep in mind what I just said a minute ago. I'm a junior in high school, so I'm 17-something years old, whatnot. You know, I think I turned 18 later on that year. Yeah, August of 05, I turned 18. So, I'm 17 years old. <clears throat> By this point now, we're a few years into this Brady-Manning rivalry, and that's what it's being marketed as. Um, ESPN and CBS Sports and and all these people, they're, they're smart at this. The NFL's catching on. People are talking about these two guys at each other a little bit because Peyton hasn't got a ring yet. Tom, by this point,'s already got two or three. Uh, yeah, two as they go into this divisional round game here. Tom's got two. All right, he would get his third one a few short weeks later. But they're already being talked about. So I can remember, like, you know, this is something, a rivalry here. Tom's got the upper hand. There's there's no doubt about that. Tom has the upper hand right now. So, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Of course, you know, the I believe who did they play in the Super Bowl in 04? Was that the Eagles? Or was that the Panthers? I think that was the Eagles. So, anyways, they're gonna go on and win the championship. So, we shoot to the 2005 season, and this is where justice is finally served a little bit. I am a high school senior. I am on my couch watching this game. November 7th, 2005, week 9. The Colts were in the middle of that 13-0 run, I believe it was, or 14-0 Wherever they were at at that time with that undefeated streak, I want to say it was like 13-0. Or, well, fuck, no, it wouldn't have been 13. It would have been 9-0. What the hell? 
been 8-0, 9-0, whatever. That's that's the season they would have rattled off 12 or 13 straight wins before they lost. Uh, they were the number one seed, I do believe. Uh, but, yeah, that was a Sunday night football game. No, Monday night football. Because Monday night football was still on ABC at that point yet. So, Al Michaels, John Madden, November. They go into, do they go into Foxborough or are they in Indianapolis? I cannot remember that. Wherever they were. So this game, Indianapolis wins 40 to 21. Okay. But I remember this game, they were pretty lights out. Both both guys. They, they were what 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 could what could be a phrase I use? They were electric. They were lights out. They were white hot. You know, white hot. Okay. Uh they each completed over 66% of their passes in this game. They combined they combined in this game for 586 passing yards and six touchdowns. Ultimately, Indianapolis rose to the challenge. Peyton gets his first victory over the Patriots. The Colts' defense stood up. They shut down multiple Patriot drives in this game, forcing Corey Dillon. There's a name you haven't heard in a while. Corey Dillon was still on that team. I can distinctly remember Corey Dillon losing a fumble that Peyton turned around and put into seven points. Don't remember who popped the ball free, uh, but if my guess, it had to be Freeney, Freeney, Mathis, Raheem Brock, uh, Cato June, Rob Morris, somebody, Antoine Bethea. I don't think Bethea was there. I think Bethea came the next season. I could be wrong. Anyways, stats for that game. Both guys lights out, like I said. Tom Brady was 22 for 33 for 265 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 121.4% passer rating. Peyton Manning, on the other hand, 28 for 37, 321 yards, three touchdowns, did have an INT in there. What happened there, Peyton? Uh, 117.1% passer rating. Uh, but the most important takeaway, I'm telling you, we all got to school Tuesday morning. That's all we were talking about. Peyton finally got his first win over Brady. By this point, it's clearly established that this is a rivalry across the NFL, that these two guys are looped together all the time. And when I tell you that we were all excited, I'll never forget this. I was a high school senior. I shit you not, that is all we wanted to talk about all day Tuesday at school. Manning finally shut Brady down. I mean, that was like winning the Super Bowl for us. Not even going to lie. Um, The next time these two go head-to-head, of course, you know, the whole point of that story, what I just said there, that was like winning the Super Bowl to us, and then we get to be the number one seed in the postseason. And I believe we lost in the divisional round. Thanks, Mike Vanderjat. We lose in the divisional round to the Pittsburgh Steelers who uh, win the Super Bowl that year, don't they? This would be where Kurt would say something if Kurt was here because he's a Steelers fan. Uh, I believe the Steelers won in 05. Jerome Bettis. Anyways, the next time these guys meet, November 5th of 2006, week 9, uh, Indianapolis beats them 27-20. to 20. Uh my notes here say that Tom Brady had his worst game against Peyton Manning ever in 2006, throwing four interceptions and no touchdowns as the Colts won 27-24. to 
Manning threw an interception as well, uh, but he also says here, I wrote that uh, Marvin Harrison got two touchdowns. So that game there, <laughs> Brady is 20 of 35 for 201 yards and four interceptions, a 34.0% passer rating. Peyton, on the other hand, looks pretty good. Uh, 20 of 36, 326 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 93.1% passer rating. Um, and then here we go later that season, um, the AFC championship game. Um, I would like to briefly point out that while I would, before I read these stats, while I was doing research for this, this week, I was watching a whole bunch of old Brady versus Manning games and, and Brady versus Manning clips on YouTube and, and, and stuff. And, uh, I found an interesting thing. Uh, NFL Network had done a top 10 uh, Brady versus Manning games. Um, and I think this one finished second. Might have been first. I don't remember now. But uh, to me, there's no better Brady versus Manning game than either this one or the overtime game that the Broncos lost in 2013 against the Patriots in Foxborough. That one I listened to on the radio at work. But anyways, this game, January 21st, 2007, RCA Dome, Indianapolis, Indiana. Indiana, Indianapolis, 38-34. to uh, This is where we go into halftime where the Patriots have a 21-6 to lead. Uh, everyone, including myself, thought this game's over. This is bullshit. I hate Tom Brady. He sucks. I hate Bilicek, I hate the Patriots, and I'm just going to turn my TV off. But it's football, and at that time, I'm you know 19 years old, so I'm not shutting it off yet. Uh, but then they come back out, and they start trading blows. There's a score. This is the game where Jeff Saturday scored a touchdown, and uh, I think Logan Mankins recovered a touchdown for the Patriots. Dan Klecko, number 61, big offensive lineman Dan Klecko playing tight end. Peyton hits him right there on the right-hand side of the end zone. Dan Klecko gets in there for a touchdown. That I love that seeing Klecko's big jiggly ass just get in there and score one. Made all of us fat guys proud. Uh, Colts get the go-ahead lead, 38-34. Joseph Adai touchdown with a minute left in the clock. Joseph Adai's rookie season, by the way. Uh, and then Marlon Jackson intercepts Brady to uh, shut it out and send Peyton to the first Super Bowl, which we later win. The stats for that game read as follows. Tom Brady was 21-34 for 232 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 79.5% passer rating. Peyton Manning, 27-47 for 349 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and a 79.1% passer rating. So they're pretty evenly matched here for the most part, except Peyton, you know, threw him an extra 115 yards or whatnot. So moving on. And I've done lost track of what game, what head-to-head game this is with them. So I'm just going to keep reading it. The next time they would play would be November 4th of the 2007 season. Um, week nine, New England beats them twenty-four to twenty. I does that doesn't have in my notes. 
uh, where they were playing at, whether it was Indy or Foxborough, but it doesn't matter because this is the 2000, excuse me, damn, I just kicked my whole table, mic and everything shook. This was the season where uh, the Patriots finished 16-0. and So, I mean, the outcome here, I don't even have to really read anything. Uh, they dry-humped Peyton up and down the field for a little bit. Uh, Jarvis Green did a few plays. Uh, but the interesting fact about this if you guys remember, and I did not remember this until I went back and researched this game, the, the Colts had this win. They were leading 20 to 10 at halftime. And just with just less than 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter is when Tom Terrific makes the comeback. They have finished that game with Brady 21 to 32 for 255 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 95.2% passer rating. Peyton was 16-27 on the day for 225, one touchdown, one INT, and an 83.1% passer rating. Um, so, I mean, they're pretty evenly matched stat-wise or so, but wins, losses, it's pretty much, you know, dominated so far by Tom. Uh, and then the next time they meet uh, – Obviously, they don't play at all in 2008. I don't know if the – I don't remember if the teams play, but obviously, you know, Tom's the league MVP after that ridiculous 20, uh, 2007 season. And then first play of the game, first play of the season in 2008, that's when Tom blows out his ACL, takes that nasty sack. Uh, fun fact, I want to say it was the Kansas City Chiefs, but I don't remember who they were playing. I, for some reason, the Chiefs keep popping in my head. I don't know if it was – if week one was a rivalry week where they were playing divisional like they do in week 17. I don't remember. Uh, but first play of the season, Tom gets hit that nasty, nasty sack. And his leg just folded up, blew his ACL out. So Tom's out the whole season. Uh, but anyways, week 10, 2009, November 15th, Indy – 35, New England 34, the fourth and two game that everybody's going to remember. Um, that's where <laughs> Belichick went for it on fourth and two on his own 28-yard line. They were leading 34 to 28 late in the fourth quarter. That's when four or five plays go by. Peyton hits Reggie Wayne for the game-tying touchdown, and Vinatieri's extra point gave him the 35-34 lead. Uh, that's, that's interesting to me because that was the talk of, uh, the sports world the next day, sports talk, radio and everything else. Belichick so feared Peyton giving him the ball back. So feared Peyton giving him the ball back that, um, he's going for it on fourth and two on his own twenty eight. They gave it to Kevin Falk that game, I want to say. And Kevin had a tradition of being one of the best third-down backs, and not only in Pat's history, but in league history. And they shut him down. Uh, anyway, stats. Uh, Brady finished 29-42 for 375, three touchdowns, one interception, 
and a 110.7% passer rating. Peyton, on the other hand, 28 of 44, 327, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 97.4% passer rating. Uh, I don't know where that ranks in the top 10 Brady versus Manning head-to-heads, but it's got to be top three. Um, Next time they would face would be... Um, the next time they would face would be Peyton's would be the last head to head with Manning as a Colt, November 21st, 2010 week 11, Indy fell short. New England wins 31, 28. Um, I don't remember where they were playing at. I wish I would have wrote this stuff down because it just helps set the mood and just try to take takes you back as a listener to to that point in time. Um, I don't remember where they were at. Um, but the stats for that game, I do remember Manning threw a touchdown to Blair White. might have even been – I think it was a touchdown to Blair White. Uh, Blair White or Reggie Wayne. I should have wrote that down too. Uh I can remember that play in my head. I just don't remember who he threw to. Blair White or Peyton. Uh, Blair White or Reggie Wayne. Uh, that's what gave him. That's what brought him within three. Uh, but anyways, Brady finished 19-25 that day for 186 yards, two touchdowns, and a 123.1% passer rating. Peyton finished 38-52 of 52 for 396 Four touchdowns, three interceptions, and 96.3% pass rate. Peyton threw almost 400 yards in that game. That was his last game against Brady as an Indianapolis Colt because the 2011 season hits, Peyton's out the whole season. And then the whole March 7th, you know, $28 million roster bonus due. They're going to cut Peyton loose. That, that I'll never forget this day. Ursay, you know, speeding up, getting off track for just a second. You remember Clear's Day. This is March of 2012, is it not? And uh, Ursay's looking at the cameras going, it was never about the money. And I'm like, then pay him the $28 million roster bonus and sign him. Don't let him walk. What are you doing? It's never about the money. Then pay him the fucking $28 million, Jim, and go back into your office and pop more Vicodin and Percocet and whatever the shit you're doing. They wouldn't do it. How would things been different if Peyton would have stayed? That's another episode I'm going to do. That's going to be another what if. What if Peyton stays in Indy? What if Peyton stays in Indy for the four, those last four or five seasons? What if Peyton stays in Indy? Anyways, moving on. So, um, I feel like I should take a break. You know, because I'm this learning process, learning how to to put this podcast together and everything. So, I think we're gonna kick it out for a quick break. Come back and do some more free promotional stuff. Try to get a sponsorship. And uh, we'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. Uh, quick sponsorship, quick promotion. Something I don't know. Um, good, authentic Mexican cuisine. Los Bravos, Jasper, Indiana. I don't have the phone number. I'm going to get better at uh, promoting and uh, trying to get f- sponsorships and whatnot. But uh, some of the best <clears throat> Hispanic Mexican cuisine around Los Bravos and Jasper right behind the movie theater. Uh, go check them out. So that was our sponsorship. Moving on. The next time they play, October 7th, 2012, week five, uh, New England 31, Denver 21. Uh, it says here in my notes, Denver's defense allowed 252 rushing yards to the Patriots, which helped Tom Brady mark together four scoring drives of at least 80 yards. Uh Peyton attempted a comeback, but Willis McGahee, Willis McGahee, love Willis McGahee. Uh, he fumbled in the fourth quarter. Denver's defense allowed 252 rushing yards. This was way before the 2015 defense. Uh, that game there, Brady was 23 of 31, 223 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. 104.6% passer rating. Peyton, on the other hand, was 31 of 44, 337 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 115.4% passer rating. Dynamite. Let's uh let's hit a little applause here for Peyton on that. So uh Now this this next time they face this is probably one of this is probably one of my top two Brady versus Manning games. Even though Peyton was a Bronco, this was November twenty fourth of two thousand and thirteen. This was week twelve. They were in Foxborough. This was a I'm pretty sure they were in Foxborough. Damn it! I really need to start writing where they were at in these games. I want to say they were in Foxborough. Uh. The Patriots, 34, Denver, 31 in overtime. Uh, I don't know what you guys remember about this game, but I remember the Broncos had a big lead early on, like 24 to nothing, 21 to nothing in the first half. Uh, The defense was playing pretty good. Peyton threw passes uh, past the Tammy, Jacob Tammy. Uh, but you know, a beautiful pass to Jacob Tammy. I wasn't watching this game. I was at work. That was when I was still working night shift at the foundry, but, uh, Westwood one man, ESPN radio, 102.7, the game out of Lewisport, Kentucky, in Owensboro. Uh, I heard the game clear as day. Westwood one. Um, I was so, I was rooting. I was standing right there by my machine. My radio couldn't have been but four inches from me. So I was listening to it the whole time. And, uh, just phenomenal. Uh, but typical Tom terrific fashion. Tom does what Tom does. That's why Tom's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Although I refuse to acknowledge him as the greatest. Uh, 
and it brought it back to a 31 to 31 tie at the end of regulation. Uh, defenses held pretty good in overtime. I remember there wasn't a whole lot. There was a lot of back and forth possessions. I think if I remember, uh, that was when the punt bounced off, uh, Carter, who I think was a safety or he might've been a cornerback for the Broncos. Uh, the punt bounced off of him, so it became, you know, a live ball situation or whatnot. And that set up the game-winning drive for the Patriots. Uh, this win would make Brady's record. Um, what do I have wrote here? This overtime win would put Brady's head-to-head record against Peyton Manning to 10-4. to So, uh, stats for that game. Man, I tell you what, that was a hell of a game, thinking about that. I wish I could have seen it, but you know what? I had just as much fun listening to it on the radio. Uh, Stats for that game. uh, Tom Brady was 34 of 50 for 344 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 107.4% passer rating. Peyton's stats don't look that good. Um... But he still put on a performance, I think. Peyton was 19 of 36 for only 150 yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception, and a 70.4% passer rating. And you've got to keep in mind, this was the 2013 season. So this was the season where Peyton was lighting the league on fire. Okay, this was where they were lighting the league on fire. This is where Peyton threw 55 touchdowns. This is where he threw for over 57, 5,800 yards, 5,500 yards, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, His stats don't look that good. But uh, the next meeting came later that season, January 19th, 2014. The AFC Championship game, which obviously was running through Denver. Uh, Denver wins 26-16. to uh, this win sends the Broncos to their first Super Bowl in like 14 or 15 years, whatever it was, whatever the 97, 98 or the 98, 99 Broncos would have been the 98 Broncos. Yeah. Cause 90. Yeah. Because the Cowboys 93, 49ers, 94, Cowboys, 95, Packers, 96, 97, 90. Okay, so yeah, their first Super Bowl in like 15 years, uh, which was also cool because this is, you know, three or four years after Peyton, you know, basically said he couldn't grip a football, couldn't feel his fingers. He had the huge scar on the back of his neck where they surgically did the, you know, Anyways, the 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 game there for the the AFC Championship game, Brady was 24-38 for 277 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions, 93.9% passer rating. Uh Peyton Manning finishes 32 of 43 for 400 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 118.4% passer rating. And then, you know, they go to the Super Bowl and get blown out by the Seahawks 43 to 8. Uh, 
I don't have their 17th game on here. Um, I don't know why I don't. I don't have an answer. So all I have is their 16th matchup, uh, their last, their second to last game. Uh, it was November 2nd, 2014, uh, week nine, New England beats them 43 to 21. Uh, Tom Brady was 33 of 53 for 333 yards, four touchdowns, one interceptions, 97.4% passer rating. Uh, Peyton Manning was 34 of 57 for 438 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and an 80.9% passer rating. But at any rate, uh, the last time they faced each other was January 24th, 2016, the AFC championship game, which was a 20 to 18 win for Manning and the Broncos, uh, which, you know, they would go on to beat the 15 and one regular season. Number one seeded Carolina Panthers in the super bowl. Uh, I don't have those numbers in front of me, um, but I do have a few more, uh, Manning versus Brady head-to-head tales of the tape here for you. Uh, <clears throat> of course, you know, Tom wins head-to-head 11-6. to six. Um, Brady's teams were averaging about 30 points a game. Peyton's team were averaging about 24. Uh, Peyton threw around 5,000 yards. Brady only threw around 4,300. Uh, Peyton averaged almost 300 yards a game. Brady about 255. Uh, touchdown passes are pretty equal. Peyton threw about 35. Tom threw 32. Peyton threw 22 interceptions. Tom threw 15. Completion percentage, Peyton was at about 62. Tom was about 65. Passer rating, Peyton was about 88. Tom was about 93. They both had about three rushing touchdowns against each other apiece. And then I've got some oddball statistics here. Um, Tom was 6-0 when he faced Peyton the first six games. So he had a nice little run. Uh, An interesting number here with these two is nine. Nine times Peyton Manning threw for 300 or more yards. Of those 17 head-to-heads were Tom Brady, on the other hand, only threw 300 yards or more in just five games. Uh, Twice the number of times Peyton threw for more than 400 yards. Um, Tom Brady's highest number of passing yards in a Manning game was the fourth and two game where Brady threw for 375 yards. Uh, another number for you, the number eight, which is the number of games Brady did not throw an interception against a Manning-led team. Brady did not throw a single pick in any of his first five meetings against Peyton. Brady had a 6-2 and two record up against Manning in games without an interception. Manning, on the other hand, just had four games in the 17-game series between the two without an interception. Peyton had a 3-1 and one record in those particular interceptionless contests. Uh, another fun number for you guys, 50. Uh, 
Peyton and Tom threw 50 or more passes in their games against each other. Manning had 52 passes. Uh, Peyton had 52 passes in his last game against Brady as a Colt in 2010 and topped that with 57 throws in 2014. Brady had 53 attempts of his own in that game, a 43-21 win over the Patriots at home in Week 9. Brady also had 56 pass attempts in the loss to the Broncos in the 2015 AFC Championship game. Um, Some more fun numbers, which I, I love digging these stats out. 93-08, which is the total combined number of passing yards for Brady and Manning in their 17 games. 9,308. 73 is the combined total number of touchdowns. Uh, The number 12 is the total number of games in which Brady and Manning threw at least three touchdown passes in this rivalry. Brady had seven such performances, while Peyton accomplished this five times. 10.0 is the average margin of victory in the 17 combined games. Uh, Six and five. While Brady has an 11-6 edge overall against Manning, Manning went 6-5 and five against Brady over their last 11. 3-2, and two, uh, the 2015 AFC Championship marked the fifth time Manning and Brady opposed each other in the postseason, the most of any two quarterbacks in NFL history. That postseason tally was 3-2 and two in the favor of Peyton. Uh, four times the number of times they faced each other in the postseason. Uh, 2007, Brady led the Patriots to a 24-20 win against Manning's Colts in Indianapolis in 2007. It marked the last time that either quarterback won a road game in the series. Subsequently, they met each other seven times with the home team winning each matchup. Uh, and what's this last one say here? This was stuff I pulled off the Google machine. 10, the number of times Brady and the Patriots hosted Manning at home in the 17-game series. Nine of those 10 home matchups were played in Gillette Stadium. The other was played in the now-demolished Foxborough Stadium in 2001. Foxborough Stadium would serve as the very first venue for the Brady versus Manning rivalry. Manning faced Brady at home at a com- at home a combined seven times as a Colt and Bronco, four times in the now-demolished RCA Dome, one time in Lucas Oil Stadium, and two times at Sports Authority Field at Mile High in Denver as a Bronco. So there's all my stats I have, or all the important ones. Like I said, I'm trying to do this without a co-host, but I really wanted to get this episode out here. So, um... There, there, there you have it. The tales of the tape. Uh, what makes a quarterback better than another quarterback? What makes this rivalry, what makes one guy better than the other? I really don't know. Uh, like I said at the beginning on paper, it, it sure seems that it can be Tom or that it should be Tom. And maybe that's just me being, a stubborn ass. I don't want to give that nod to Tom Brady yet. I don't want to give him that satisfaction or joy. Um, so I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. Um, there's intangibles. I mean, you look at the way there's film study. You, you, you look at the way a quarterback energizes his team. Um, Tom's always kind of been more of a rah, rah, rah guy. 
And that's good. I don't think Peyton was as much a raw, raw, raw guy as Peyton would just be like, hey, man, the fuck you doing? Let's pull your head out of your ass. Protect me. Shake that defender. You get downfield. Um, I don't know. Look at the influence um, that these two guys have had on these quarterbacks that are coming in today and whatnot. And I don't know. I'm a homer. So I'm a homer. So I'm always going to pick Peyton Manning because I can't stand Tom Brady. But I respect Tom Brady. You have to. You absolutely have to respect Tom Brady. Um, something I think about sometimes and like I said this is I'm trying to find the words here uh, this would be great to I can't say it's enough I wish I had my partner I wish I had my broadcast partner here with me my co-host uh yeah, but we've rescheduled twice this weekend, and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to run one. Shout out to uh, a professional wrestling reference here. Shout out to Joey Styles, the play-by-play guy for Extreme Championship Wrestling back in the day. Joey called three-hour pay-per-views himself without a color commentary guy. Just called three-hour pay-per-views by himself. That's the mark of a true analyst there. Uh, so, <laughs> pulling a Joey today. Uh If Tom Brady never gets the start, if Drew Bledsoe never gets hurt, and I know I got to save this for the episode when we do the the what if special, but if Tom never if Tom never takes the reins, or I should say, if Drew never gets hurt, does Tom take the reins in New England? Brady's, you know, Belichick's been called this this guru. The football god. You look at the shit they did in Cleveland in '95. Okay, I tell you what. One of my favorite, one of my favorite shows on NFL Network, and it, I don't think it's on anymore. So I can't, I, I can't. Walk, I don't remember what it was called, but uh, it was kind of like their timeline thing. And my favorite episode of that whole series was Cleveland '95. This is where Belichick was the head coach of Cleveland, and things were starting to turn around or they appeared that way, and then that's when the team gets sold and they move to Baltimore to become the Ravens. You know, 1996, they become the Ravens, and then four years later in the year 2000, they win their championship. So, it's easy for all of us to play armchair quarterback and play Monday morning QB. Uh in my favorite line, I use this exact line in the Warriors episode we did. I think if anybody knew what they had in Tom Brady at the time, they're a fucking liar. Because if they knew what they had, Tom would have been performing on a lot higher stage, getting more national attention than what he was doing when he was playing at Michigan. So Tom wouldn't have been a six-round quarterback. Tom would have been a third-round quarterback. They got him for a steal. There's no doubt about that. They got a steal for him. But if Bledsoe doesn't get hurt, I don't believe Tom starts. Not right away, 
I believe Tom's a backup. I firmly believe in my mind, and this is opinions, and everybody's got their sports opinion. If Bledsoe never gets hurt, he doesn't leave and go to Dallas to replace Testaverde and then eventually get replaced himself by Romo, he stays there. So I believe Tom rides the bench for a while. I believe he gets some some times where he gets to play a little bit. I believe he leaves in the offseason, he goes somewhere, and he wins a starting job. And then maybe he gives us two rings, maybe three rings. I don't think he gives us six or seven rings. Um, how much different would this Peyton and, rival, Peyton and Brady rivalry be if Peyton was an NFC, or if Brady was an NFC quarterback, if Brady was playing in the NFC? Would we have got Super Bowls, a Brady versus Manning Super Bowl? I mean... These guys played a lot in the regular season, but my God, their their postseason head-to-heads are what we most remember. Most of them. How different would things have been if Brady leaves and goes to the NFC? You know? How different would things be if Peyton's body would have held up and Peyton could be still playing now? You know, Peyton had three or four seasons on Brady, but how different would things be if Peyton could have continued to play after the 2015 season after they won the Super Bowl. Will Peyton, will we ever seen the 2013 numbers from Peyton again? Probably not. But it would have been nice to continue. You never want your heroes to die. My God, you know, branching off this to talking about my other love, professional wrestling, the undertaker just retired a year ago. I mean, he came in in 1990 you know, I was three years old in 90. I vaguely remember three or four years old seeing The Undertaker for the first time. You can ask several of my friends in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade up to a freshman in high school. My room was a McCarab Undertaker shrine. I mean, my God, it, it when your childhood dies, when these people retire from doing what they're doing, I would have loved to see Peyton continue to play. I knew he physically couldn't have do it, but can you imagine... What would have things been like if Peyton would have still be playing now? Because Tom's still playing, which goes back to what I said earlier. What does Tom have to prove? What is he trying to prove? Does the son of a bitch want to win 10 Super Bowls? I mean, what does he have left to prove? I know he's a competitor. I know he's an athlete. I get that. But what has he got left to prove? I mean, the guy's 43-something years old, 44, 45, 42, whatever. I mean, he's won good sack away from never playing again. And obviously I don't want that to happen because if you're a true fan of the sport, you never want to see anybody get injured. But what's he still playing for? What does he have to prove? So I don't know. Um, We were able to witness special history. And I'm so glad that I was able to grow up and be a part of that. And I'm glad it happened in my teenage years and in my adult life so I could really appreciate it. Because if this was something that happened in my childhood, I could have a few memories of it. But it wouldn't be on the level that it is now. Because I can remember watching these games. And I can remember those feels. 
And like earlier when we was talking about that, I got goosebumps earlier because I thought about that, like how important that moment was to be in that moment. The only thing that could have made any of that better is if I could have been in the stadium seeing these things, you know? So you guys tell me, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Who's the real GOAT? I mean, Brady's got more rings. Brady has now eclipsed Peyton's records because Brady's still playing. If Brady would have retired shortly thereafter Peyton did, Peyton's records wouldn't have been touched. So I ask you, who's the real GOAT? And at the end of the day, unfortunately, people are going to say Tom. And my hat's off to him. There'll never be another quarterback like Tom Brady. You know, all these legends are retiring. Peyton's retired. Tom, you got to believe, Tom ain't going to go forever. Uh, Drew, Ble- Drew Brees is retired. Favre is retired. How many more years does Aaron Rodgers have left? Now we're coming up with these newer guys, these Josh Allens and the Deshaun Watsons and all these younger guys. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, the kid out in Arizona, his name escapes me all of a sudden, the number one draft pick. You know, you still got your Russell Wilsons. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the new thing. I mean, I can't wait to see what this kid does for Jacksonville this season. Which, by the way, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be throwing the ball to tight end Tim Tebow this season. Uh, You guys remember 10 years ago when Tebow Mania was taking over the NFL and they beat the Steelers in the playoffs and – you know, then they said, you know, they were talking then about making Tebow when he was done playing quarterback, making him a tight end. Tebow wasn't going to do it. And I guess now he is. So, uh, but anyways, uh, probably going to cut this episode short here pretty soon. Uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. It would have been great to have. My uh, co-host with me, but, you know, certain things happen. Now, looking ahead to uh, next week, I don't know if my co-host will be able to join me then. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, you know, going back to what I talked about in the first episode and then in our premiere episode, the whole point of this Steel Toes and Scoreboards podcast was uh, a podcast dominated by sports talk, which was the scoreboards aspect. But then the other, you know, 10 or 20% of the time, we're talking about things that, the other things that we talk about on the production floor during the day, where we talk about music and life and women and mental health and food and, and whatnot. So that was the steel toast side of it. Uh, but my my overall goal was to put out and produce several episodes about sports first before we did an episode about non-sports stuff. And I want to keep in that mindset. So I'm looking ahead now 
And uh, I just crossed Brady versus Manning off the list. I had a total of 38 episodes. And again, not all these are going to happen, and they're not all going to fall in order, which uh, looking ahead to next week, I think I might want to talk about baseball, but I'm not sure. Uh, This would be the part of the episode where I give Kurt an option of four or five topics, and I let him pick him, Um, but he's not here to do that, so... I guess I'm going to have to pick them. So, um, and I think we're going to talk baseball. And I think what I'm going to do is, I think I'm going to talk about last year's World Series, the 2020 World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Just for the simple fact of uh, COVID-era sports. Now, there is going to be an episode where I cover the effect of COVID and sports in the COVID era because of, you know, COVID's nothing like I've ever seen. Like, you know, I was born in 87, so I've, I've, I've lived through and seen a lot of things that have gripped this entire country as well as the world you know hurricane harvey hurricane katrina 9-11 you know the war on terror the h1n1 the sars pandemic you know now covid um the california wildfires you know I've, i've seen a lot of things or been present and alive for a lot of things. And, and COVID's one of the biggest things that I've ever been around. So, and the effect it's had on sports is just second to none. That being said, I I want to do an episode on COVID era sports, but I don't want to do that right away. And I want to talk baseball next week. So we're going to cover the 2020 World Series, which was affected by COVID. It was the shortened game season. That uh, was the Dodgers fin- winning their first World Series, I think, since 88. What was it, 88 or 89? Whatever it was. So we're going to do the 2020 World Series, Los Angeles Dodgers versus Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so that'll be next week's episode, uh, or it might be the week after. It might be I, – I got to find out what's going on with Kurt. I don't know if if Kurt just really had something going on this weekend and he's not going to be around this weekend or if Kurt's just, you know, getting a little gun shy and don't want to do it anymore at all. Uh, If I have to do these by myself, I'm going to have to really change the format of something or try to find me another co-host. Or if this was just an outlier weekend where Kurt's like, dude, I just can't, that's fine. Um, So, but I'm going to try to do this episode weekly or bi-weekly. But uh, anyways, <laughs> this Brady versus Manning episode wasn't exactly how I wanted it to go, uh, but I, I did the whole thing myself. Um, it would have been great to have someone sitting across my table here talking to me and somebody I could go back and forth with, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, that's why I appreciate feedback, guys. Uh 
I've got embedded players on Podbean and Transistor. Like, keep in mind that the pod, I'm not doing nothing through the Transistor site anymore. It's all coming through Podbean. So, you know, get in there and listen to it on Podbean. Leave me feedback. Um, send us an email at steeltoes and scoreboards at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Steel Toes and Scoreboards Facebook page. Send us a message. For those of you listening that personally know me, speak to me at work. Send me a text. If you have my phone number, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I love feedback. Um, it's the only thing that's going to make me grow. I know I have a lot to do still on the technical side. I have to work on building our website, which came with our Podbean hosting. I haven't touched that yet. I have to get better about editing these episodes and putting them together. I'm still, it's a learning curve being in the quote unquote studio on my laptop with audacity and, and editing that these episodes, I have some work to do there. It's a learning curve. It's a learning process, but I'm working my ass off on it. I'm busting my ass. I'm really committed to doing these podcast thing. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I just want the brand to grow. I want to put the steel toes and scoreboards brand out there and I want it to grow. So I can't grow without feedback from you guys. And you know what? We accept negative feedback. If you want to look at me and you go, dude, that thing fucking sucks. Then hit me and tell me it fucking sucks. Because that's going to want to make me get better to change it to make it to where you're like, dude, this thing's badass. And I can't wait for you to put out content every week. And that's what I'm after. So, uh, but you know, coming back around the horn here, getting ready to shut her down. Uh, this Brady versus Manning episode. I mean, I'm not sure what all I had wanted to do more or what more I could have done with it by myself. I just gave you a basic rundown of their career stats and what they've accomplished and then their head to head stats and, and everything. And I'll let you formulate your own opinion because there's never going to be a right or wrong answer. That's the greatest thing about debating sports. There's never going to be a right or wrong answer or definite yes or no because it's all going to be opinion-based. Some people at the end of the day believe championships are better. Some people at the end of the day are going to believe stats are better. Well, now that Tom's played additional seasons since Peyton's retirement, Tom's kind of got the top of the stats too now. So now maybe you can make the argument that Tom Brady is always going to be better than Peyton Manning. I refuse to acknowledge that. I'm not taking anything away from Tom. I can't stand him as a person. And he's a good guy. It's just it's just me being a homer. Like, I think he's cocky. But, I mean, when you're that good at your job, you know, whatever. But I'll take nothing away from his technical ability. I'll take nothing away from his talent. Tom Brady is, without a doubt, going to go down in history as one of the top five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Maybe the greatest. But I won't give him that goat nod. You want to do it, that's fine. That's the beauty about sports. I talk sports and ramble on for an hour or two. You guys listen. That's the the good thing about it. But at the end of the day, you have to formulate your own opinion. And maybe it was because of what Peyton meant to me, what Peyton meant to the Colts organization, what Peyton meant to the Broncos. Maybe what this rivalry between these two meant to all of us growing up watching it. I don't know. But I'm always going to put Peyton above Tom. And, um, I mean, you can formulate your own opinion. 
But uh, I thank you guys for, for tuning in to another episode of Steel Toes and Scoreboards. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day or evening. It's uh, a beautiful but warm Sunday afternoon here in May. I think I might uh, go outside and mess around for a while. And later tonight, I'll come inside and I'll edit this and uh, hopefully get it uploaded. Check us out again, you know, on Podbean, Transistor, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Once again, we are still not available yet on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. They are pending approval. I am checking in multiple times a day to see what the delay there is. Maybe there's some stuff I still have to do yet. I'm not sure. Uh, but I use Spotify all the time. And to me, I think Spotify takes precedent over a lot of stuff. We are available on Spotify. We are available on Stitcher. And if you go to our Podbean hosting, or if you go to Transistor, we have embedded players right there into the site. So you can stream them from right there as well. Um, so I guess I could plug another sponsor before I left, but I literally, uh, have nothing in front of me to plug with. So, uh, yeah. So for the absent Kurt Kelly, I am your other host, Jared Atkins. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Steel Toes and Scoreboards, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, legend versus legend, football god versus football god, Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. Um, and we will see you in a week or two when I cover the COVID era 2020 World Series. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day, and we will be seeing you.